Notice it says, Thou shalt abide for me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot. Your street days are over. And she was glad of that because she had run out of running. When she went to that slave auction, she should have been stoned. And by Old Testament law, she could have been, unless somebody wanted to buy her. Lord, help us. We're liable to go to church. Thou shalt not play the harlot, and thou shalt not be for another man. It's over. So will I also be for thee. <laughs> and I'll not be, and you'll not, you'll not be a, a woman for another man, and I'll not be far from you from now on. Amen. Father, take the pardon of Gomer this morning and use it for your glory. In Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake, I ask it. Amen. You can be seated. Listen. So they journeyed down the old path that led to much destruction. All the wives and the widows were hurting. Then their hopes were crushed inside as their compassion was denied. The woman they once loved seemed like a stranger. Heartbroken and alone, they took the long road home. For sin now reigns, all hope seemed gone. One day the word was told, some slaves were being sold. In a restless love sent Jose And one by one they brought them in Oh, so beaten down by sin Within the chest his anxious heart was beating Then all at once she caught his eyes And from his lips the bids were high Oh, she couldn't believe the voice that she could hear. Would he, through judgment, take her life forever in his pain and strife? Oh, what would happen as she saw him growing near? I've come to take you home. Oh, I know. Sorrow, pain, and strife, and I couldn't let you go. Well, let's leave the past behind. Oh, love conquers one more time. And then he took her hand. Oh, there's a new day just ahead. And I've come to take you home. Have you been there? I've been there. Amen, I've been there. Well, I've stood in that same place, bound by 
sin, a broken slave, and from the depths of my despair, I prayed for mercy. And then I heard his voice, I paid the price on the cross for you that day. Take my hand now, child, and welcome to the family. Well, I've come to take you home. Oh, I know that you've done wrong. But for you, he gave you life through the sorrow, pain, and strife. Thou shalt abide for me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot. Thou shalt not be for another man. So will I also be for thee. I want you, if you will, please, to remember that we preached on three or four of those uh, chapters, or the three chapters. We had three or four points on the pardon, or on the uh, the life of Gomer, and we came down. Uh, not only the placement and the problem and the path, but to the pardon. And we talked about the faithfulness of God's love, how that He uh, was willing to take someone so low down and worthless and lifeless and, and left over as Gomer. Oh, the faithfulness of the love of God. How many of us today would find ourselves in the charred walls of the damned if it hadn't have been for the faithfulness of the love of God? And then last week we talked about the fee of God's love and how He paid the supreme price uh, for Gomer when He found her on the auction block. Gave her gave 15 pieces of silver for her, which was the absolute amount that He throwed 10 bushels of grain in, telling me that He probably gave all that He had. And then this morning we want to look at the forgiveness of God's love in Hosea chapter number 3 and verse number 3. Notice with me, if you will, please, that there are, there are three shall nots, or thou shalt, rather, in this portion of Scripture. He says, first of all, uh, thou shalt abide for me many days. Now, when you start talking about the forgiveness of God, uh, let me say this, we all somewhere, sometime, at some place, are going to need that forgiveness. No matter who we are, red, yellow, black, or white, it doesn't matter. I promise you, we're going to need that forgiveness. It doesn't matter if you're lost. If you're here this morning unsaved, you need to be forgiven. You don't need religion. You don't need baptizing. You don't need a church role membership. Uh, you don't need What you need is for you and God to come together at the cross and settle this feud you've been in for years with Him and this separation that's been going on, this fighting that's been going on between you and God can be settled 
at the foot of the cross. You see, he's already won the fight for you, and he wants you to give in to him. And so it says, Thou shalt abide for me many days. Now, real quickly, I've got to go quickly. Look at this. This is the thou shalt of consecration. Uh, she ran at least two times we know of. Uh, she was at home, and she left home, and then she came back home, and she had three children. She left those children, and she ran away again. Then, not only did she run at least twice, she ran until she ran out. And then thirdly, uh, she ran until she could run no more. Now, this, this, this forgiveness of God's love carries with it uh, a, 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 a consecration. I want you to notice that she's on the slave block when Hosea finds her. I see her with her head hanging down and her clothes tattered and her bare feet and, and nasty as she can be, tangled and matted hair, no nail treatment, none of that. Just, just glad that she still had her fingers. If I know anything about this story, she stood on the auction block. Hosea found out some slaves were being auctioned off. And had she not been bought, Brother Steve, she was headed for a stoning. This woman's life under the biblical Old Testament economy of the Levitical laws would not permit her to live in this condition. She was headed for a sacrifice and a judgment of her own life. And you know, that's where I was headed. When I was on the slave block, I had nothing to look forward to but a life of judgment. I had nothing to look forward to but my life going down the tube. And, and thank God the faithful lover, the Hosea of the New Testament, the Lord Jesus, passed by where I was. And I want you to notice what he said. Thou shalt abide for me many days. Now get this. He didn't say with me. He said for me because of this reason. This woman had been out in the street for a long time. This woman, under the Old Testament economy, could not just waltz right back in where she took up because she had defiled herself. She was impure. There was reasons for this. There was all kinds of reasons of which you probably uh, can conjure up some of them in your mind. She could not just waltz back in and they continue to have husband and wife relationship. It wouldn't happen because of diseases and because of the law uh, as it was. She was unclean. She was unfit. So he said this. He said, you will abide for me many days. In other words, you will wait many days for me. And, and it's going to be worth the wait because I am going to be all for you that nothing out there was for you. I will be the satisfaction of your heart and I will be the one that causes the innermost part of, of your sanctity and your soul to be pleased. He said, you will wait for me. You know, that's what I'm doing right now. That's exactly what we're doing as a church. God has redeemed us off the auction block. And we was all dirty and nasty and filthy and low down and good for nothing. And if you don't fit there, I promise you, uh, if you'll hang around a while and get you a Bible, you'll find out you have or you do. And the Scripture says, He says, you'll wait for me or abide for me many days. And I'm thanking God that that relationship could be restored and that relationship would be restored according to Jewish historians. It was restored and He came back. Sometimes it could be six months. Sometimes it could be a year. 
before that could be reinstated. But there was a time when she became what she ought to be, and she purified herself under the law, and Hosea went and took her to himself, and she uh, 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 abode with him and for him many days. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you something. You look at your newspaper today if you want to. You watch your newsreels all you please, and you keep up with all the current events and all that's going on in and around the world. And I want to tell you, there's not a solution on the horizon to what's going on. I tell you the solution is above us. It is not around us. The solution is not all-inclusive in this society. We do not have a solution for this mess in a test tube, in a lab, somewhere, in a secret place. I want to tell you there's not but one answer for America. There's not one answer for, but one answer for South America. There's not but one answer for the rest of the globe. And that answer is the lover of our soul, the faithful lover, the Hosea of the New Testament, the Lord Jesus. And I'm glad, thank God, though I was nasty and nothing, he said, you will abide for me. You wait for me. Time will come when we, be, we will be reunited again. That is the thou shalt of consecration. Listen to me. God wants us to stay right with Him. We're not going to live perfectly clean lives. We're not going to live perfectly conditioned lives. We're going to say things. We're going to do things. We're going to act in ways we wish we hadn't. But praise God, He said, don't you notice, Thou shalt. I like that. God says, I got something to do with it. You're going to abide for me. You're going to wait on me. You're going to keep going to church. You're going to keep praying. You're going to keep giving. You're going to keep praising me. You're going to keep staying in there when it don't feel good. You're going to hang with it when it don't look good. You're going to stay with it when it don't feel good. You're just going to be mine, and thou shalt abide for me. Wait for me. For many days. Now let me ask you a question. In God's forgiveness, you are forgiven. Are you abiding for Him? Are you waiting on Him? Are you coming up with every good excuse why you need to get out of here and go to something more liberal or get out of here and go to something more, uh, more nothing? Are you trying to figure out some way to get over or to get out of or to get, uh, get past what you know God's will for your life is. Listen to me. Find you a good place, and you're in one if you hadn't got one. Find you a good place. Anchor yourself down if you're saved by the grace of God and recognize this, that forgiveness has a thou shalt consecrate yourself to go along with it and wait with Him and for Him many days. Is there something this morning we need to clean up and fix? Is there something the household of faith needs to clean up and fix? Is there something that we need to make sure is dealt with before we move on into the coming week? Notice the second, thou shalt. Notice the, the thou shalt have changed. Notice what he says. When God forgives you, it carries with it consecration. God does not expect you to continue in the same vein you've been living in when He buys you off of an auction block, He expects to get what He paid for and keep it. God saved me 34 years ago, and I am happy about it. I have not always been what I ought to be. I'm not going to stand up here and even give you an idea that I have 
But I do know better than to do some of the things that happened to me. And you know better. And aren't you glad that that forgiveness is a continual working process in our life? And then, he says, notice what he says, Thou shalt not play the harlot. What is he saying? What is he saying that? He's saying, what you have been doing, you're going to stop now. Listen to me. The presence of God can always be gauged by the presence of change. Are you listening? God gave me that this morning. I, that's all I got out of this whole thing. I just enjoyed the fire. The evidence of God's presence is the evidence of change. I'm going to say this and got more Bible to back it up. You've got time to argue with me. Listen close right here. The, the Scripture teaches us when a man gets saved... He repents. You can't have salvation outside of repentance. I don't care how many cigarettes you throw down, how many beer bottles you throw away, how many dives you stay out of. I don't care how crew cut your hair is and how long your dress is. I don't care how pure you might act and look unless in walking this way you met God right here in the middle of the road and your life started turning around. You did not meet God like you need to meet God because repentance is the thing that's going to change your life. Now listen to me. Some things stop slowly. Other things stop immediately. Are you listening? Somebody said, well, I must not be saved. I've still got a problem. Well, if having a problem is the thing that evidences your salvation, probably ain't none of us going to heaven. We might as well just go ahead and get us a newspaper, read the media, and, and, and believe all that's in there, and shoot our head off about 3.30. Because it's, every one of us have got problems. But let me say this. We're not going in the same direction with them problems. Go, we still got trouble, but we're on our way to another city with them. And we got a Hosea who's changing our lives. Now, I want to tell you something. That's not, you may holler amen here, but you better, be, you, better, you better be careful when you visit these other churches and they, there's about hollering about that repentance. Because they say, well, come on in. You're wealthy. you got enough. Come away. And then they want to make him chairman of the board. And he ain't even worth being keeper of the broom. Are you listening? And then you get an old boy off the bus, come from the rescue mission. None of the clothes he's got on is his. He would to God. He had ten cent for a piece of bazooka bubble gum. He comes and hears about God, turns his life around. He's on his way to heaven, and God Almighty looks at the two and says, Well, there's one that thinks he's something. There's one that knows he's nothing, and he's trusting me, and he's trusting what he's got. I reckon I'll just take up this old boy here who's just trusting me. And I promise you, until repentance fails, is adhered to, there's no God. Some things, some things happen immediately. Some things happen slowly. How many of you are struggling with something in your life? You're saved, but you're struggling with something in your life right now that would be deemed a sin. Everyone, yeah, just go ahead and raise your hand. Oh, some of y'all are so religious. I love to ask those questions and watch y'all cock your chin to the side. <laughs> Reminds me of that old boy driving down the road. And rolled up to a stop sign, just rolled through it. Police would come He was on one of them high bar choppers, you know. If he was a real cop, that's what he had. 
And he had a Georgia jacket with a big G on the back. With a bulldog on the front, beat the jacket. And they stop him. And he comes up to the side of the car. He said, don't you know you went through that, that stop sign? He said, well, I slowed down. He said, well, he didn't say slow down. He said, stop. He said, well, I slowed down. Cut me some slack. He said, listen. It said stop. It didn't say slow. He said, well, what in the world is the difference? That old boy pulled him out of that car, grabbed him around the head, took his nightstick and started beating on his head. He said, you want me to stop or slow down? There's a big difference. Hello, some things stop immediately. Other things go slowly. But you'll never, ever con God into His presence without change. Have you ever changed? Are you still rolling through signs calling it stop? Notice the third one. We're done. Thou shalt of commitment. Notice what He said. Thou shalt abide for me many days. Abide on, church. That's what we're doing. We're abiding. We're abiders. We're abiding in North. Somebody says, where do you live? I said, I, I live in heaven. I'm abiding in Augusta. The Bible says in, in, in Ephesians uh, 1 and 3, it says, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. My body hadn't got changed to catch up yet. But my soul is sitting in a brand new residential district in heaven. You wouldn't believe the place that God has given us to live. Yes, sir. I'm abiding. I'm waiting on the time when he will come and take me home. And then he says, thou shalt uh, not play the harlot. There's change. And then notice the, the third one, the last one. Thou shalt not be for another man. So will I also be for thee. Aren't you glad this morning that when you give your life to Christ, not only does He expect something out of you, but notice what He expects out of Himself. He said, so also, uh, I, or so will I also be for thee. In other words, I'm going to be enough God for you, and you're going to be enough person for me. I'm going to be enough help for you. Stand up with me all over the building. I'm going to be enough help for you. I'm going to be enough strength for you when it looks bad, when it don't look like there's no way in the world to make it out, when the report comes back and it's almost absolutely fatal. I mean, we got operations, we got diagnosis, we got dilemmas, we got disappointments. He said, in his, in, in his words, he said, you come to me, you'll be mine, and so will I be to you. I like this verse. Oh, James and all those boys over there wrote some good stuff dictated by the Holy Ghost. Draw nigh to God. And He'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. He said, every help me, Chris, take a step. Uh, uh, this, uh, one step. There you go. He takes a step. God says, I'm going to meet him. Just as faithful as he takes a step, I'll take a step. God said, you draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. He takes a step. And God takes a step. Sometimes, sometimes, I believe the Lord fudges a little. Because He wants to get there a little quicker than we want to get to Him. And then, when that time comes, He said, you draw nigh, near, close. He said, and I will 
draw nigh to you. And here's the Christian life. Jesus, sinner, embraced. That's all it is. You draw now to Him. Oh, He's still what He was when He was over there. He's still what He was when He came to church this morning. He's still what He was. But He's with somebody He wasn't with. He's hooked up with somebody He wasn't hooked up with. And He says, as, thank you, son, as you are to me. He said, so shall I be to you. Now listen to him. The Lord's in your stuff. God's close to you this morning. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what kind of problems you might be having, but I know this. God's forgiveness carries with it consecration. When God saves a man, He wants to get right with him. And He wants to stay right. And sometimes He don't. Many times, what am I talking about? Many times He don't stay right. But the difference between Him and the sinner is He wants to get right. And there's the thou shalt of change. You can always measure the presence of God by the presence of change. And number three, thou shalt of commitment. When God said, you give yourself to me, I, I will give myself. You never put anything in the plate here. You never pray a prayer here. And that's, that's menial. That, uh, the, 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 the time we take to receive the offering is well spent, but it ought to be done quickly. And get down to the meat of why we came is that's God's promise of blessing, but in here is God's paths of blessings to us, and He'll lead us and guide us. But you're never going to get to here if you can't get over some of these things and let God work in your life. I had nothing when I came in here as a Christian. I had nothing. I had nothing. I rode to church with a boy and his wife, Mary and Malcolm and his wife. Diane, I rode to church in a... The, the Sunday night, I was saved. We went that Sunday morning, but we rode to church that night with absolutely not enough money to eat out and didn't even know what giving was. I got out without, without any idea you're supposed to dress up. I didn't have nothing to dress up with. When we went in and sat down, a fish out of water felt better about where he was. Until down that middle aisle, that unseen person came back to that pew. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, until he came, went by two or three, and sat down right by me and said, uh, we, we, we got a problem. Uh, you and I, we got a problem. It needs to be fixed. I've done everything I can do to fix it. You need to do your, your, your part now. And up out of that seat I went to really to get a smoke. When I got out in the, in the aisle, I found myself taking a left instead of a right and found myself at an altar with people standing or fixing to stand just like you are. And down on my face I went. That's been 34 years. And nothing stopped when something started. And I promise you this. You stay for Him. You abide for Him. And I promise you, He'll take care of your life. Forgiveness, the forgiveness of God's love. Sister, come sing that song again. Where you at? You close? Man, that song's good. I mean, I mean, you got to tune up. I mean, we let you have a trial run. It's like running around the track now. Your motor ought to be warm. I mean, that carburetor ought to be thick. Come on. We're going to use this for an invitation. Here's, here it is. How many of us 